Welcome to Through the Fire, a podcast about how to live life while experiencing emotional abuse. Each week, I'll share my experiences with you, and we'll break down the lessons I've learned and help you apply them to your own life so that we can all start living with joy and purpose while learning how to keep ourselves safe and sane. So let's say you have gotten out of your relationship. You broke up with the person or they left you or something, and now you're left trying to make sense of what happened and move on with your life. So it would be super nice if healing was a straight path. And every day you felt a little bit better until one day you just feel amazing. But unfortunately, that's not really how it happens. It's more like a roller coaster ride. And you're going to have good days and bad days. And things are going to trigger you and set you off. And there'll be times where you don't even know why you're feeling the way you're feeling. But you just know that you're feeling bad. And that's all completely normal. So in my journey, um, I've been feeling pretty good the last few weeks. Um, He's actually not contacted me for coming up on a month now. It'll, I think it's been about three weeks. But one thing that did happen recently was I saw his name written down and I didn't think that it had an effect on me, but the rest of the day, I just felt really down in the dumps. I felt really depressed and just hopeless about life and it just triggered all of my depression and anxiety, even though... I knew it It had nothing to do with him. It was just his name. But little things like that can be triggers. So you have to be aware of them and try to stay mindful about the things that are happening around you that could possibly be triggers for you. I received a message the other day from a woman who got out of a relationship and then the guy showed back up. And of course, that's going to be a trigger when you're trying to heal from this and move on with your life. And then they show back up. This can be really dangerous, especially if the person that you're with is violent or has the potential for violence, if they know where you live. It can be really daunting to try to like start your entire life over. But one advantage that I had in my journey was that I did move to a new city. So not that he can't ever figure out where I'm at, but the likelihood of him showing up randomly is very, very small which I am super grateful for. And if you have the opportunity to do that, I recommend doing it because then you're not going to all the same old places that you went together. You're not bumping into people that you guys know together. Um, Memories that you have are not going to constantly be triggered. You're not going to be reminded of them every time you see or every time you drive past that restaurant you guys used to eat at or whatever. You know what I mean? So having a change of scenery can be really beneficial. And if the person that you are leaving is dangerous or is has the potential for violence and you need to get a restraining order, just do it. Don't be afraid to do it. You have to protect yourself. But that is the logistics of what I wanted to talk on today. My main purpose for making this episode is I want to talk about the emotions and the feelings. And one thing that I experienced, the holidays just passed. I did not get a Merry Christmas text message, which I had assumed that I would get because he had been texting and emailing and calling so frequently before. And he still maintained the whole, like, that he wanted to get back together and fix things for this whole time. So when Christmas came around and I didn't get the message, I felt kind of sad. And that might seem crazy to people. Heck, it even sounds a little crazy to me. But it's the truth. It's what happened. 
Everybody wants to feel loved and wanted, even if it's by somebody who you know isn't healthy for you. And not getting that Merry Christmas text kind of made me feel a little bit rejected. It made me think about what he's doing now. When we first got together, he took me on a lot of trips to Mexico for the holidays. So now I'm wondering, is he in Mexico with somebody else? Um, Has he moved on? Is there a reason that he's not messaging me? Is he sick? You know, COVID is around and I know his daughter, I guess, got it. And so I don't know if he's okay. And so I have all these questions and all these emotions swirling around in my brain and through all of it all I can think about is I'm not supposed to be thinking about this I'm not supposed to want that I'm not supposed to be dwelling on him I'm not supposed to be this I'm not supposed to do that I'm supposed to just be thinking about myself and I'm supposed to be healing and I'm supposed to be moving on and I'm really spending a lot of time like just judging myself about the way that I'm feeling and the way that I'm thinking it would be a much healthier approach to just acknowledge that feelings just are. And it's better to share them than to keep them secret and try to squash them down. So that's what I'm doing here with you guys. I'm just sharing my feelings, even though I'm also judging myself for having these feelings. A lot of people ask, well, if a friend came to you and was saying this to you, what would you say to them? Well, I would say, of course, it's totally natural that your emotions are going to be all over the place. You spent a good chunk of your life with this person. You had a whole life together. They claim to care about you. And then on, like, a special day of the year, they don't show anything. So, of course, you're feeling rejected. Of course, you're feeling like they don't care about you. And I also wonder if it is a manipulation tactic. If they know that you're going to be feeling that way, if they know that you're going to expect a happy birthday message and then they ignore you on your birthday, they know that's going to hurt. And sometimes they'll do that on purpose to try to elicit a response from you. Like they expect you're going to be so hurt that you'll reach out to them. So it's a game that's being played. And unfortunately, I can't really remove myself from it because I'm already in the middle of the game. You know, I just have to wait until it's over. (laughs) And who knows when that will be. Um, And it's especially hard during these times, you know, through COVID because you can't just go out and meet new people. It's not like you can really take up a new hobby. Everyone is really being forced to just really face their stuff. It's a lot harder to heal and move on from a relationship like this when you're isolated. Part of the thing that makes this type of abuse so terrible is that they isolate you. So you don't have a big support system when you're with them. And when you get out, The first thing you want to do, you know, is start to rebuild your support system and make new friends and reconnect with old friends and just and be surrounded by people who love you and care about you and let you know that you're wanted and you're loved and you're smart and you're capable. And it's really especially challenging when we're on this kind of quarantine and we can't really just go mingle with new people. It's really hard to just get out there and meet new friends. Everyone has to keep their distance. A lot of places are closed. A lot of places that you go to meet people and to interact and to get that connection, they're not even open. So what do you do? You know, you're just stuck in the house. You're stuck doing your normal routine, whatever that is. So the healing process from a relationship like this, it's challenging normally, but navigating this new landscape at the same time, this is something that we're all learning together. You know, I mean, I was married to an alcoholic who didn't really treat me that great, as you've heard in some of my previous podcast episodes, but I healed from that relationship rather well, I think. I was extremely happy when we split up. I felt free. I felt excited about life. 
And I was hoping that those same feelings would come up this time when I left this guy, but they're not there. This time is a much more somber experience. It's a lot more depressing, to be honest. It's just depressing. You know, I, I can't do the things that I normally do. I can't go dancing or go to the bar or go do all the normal life things that we all are so used to doing. So if you are leaving a relationship like this or you have left a relationship like this recently or right before COVID started, just know that the reason this is so hard and this is so feels so different is because it is different. The world is different. Everything in our lives is different right now. And so acknowledging that this breakup experience is going to be different than my last breakup experience and try not to judge yourself for it, and that's what I'm working on, try not to judge myself for it, is going to be our best bet to healing as quickly as possible. One practice that I've picked up in the last week or so is mindfulness. There are apps you can download for mindfulness training, and basically what it does is it brings you back into the present moment. It helps you connect with what you're feeling, what you're thinking, what's around you, you know, and just really being completely present, what's happening right now in front of me. It helps you release all the thoughts from your past and helps you release the anxiety about the future and really helps you just focus on the now and what's important right now and how can I feel better right now. And it's been immensely helpful. And like anything, it's a practice. So it's something that I'm still working on and I'm still developing. It's very new to me. It's something that I've heard a lot about being a life coach. You know, people talk about mindfulness and I understood the concept, but I could never bring myself to sit down and actually like, learn about it or practice it because I was so caught up in the go, 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 go and rush, 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 rush through life that I never gave myself permission to slow down and really be present in the moment. And now that I am in the middle of this healing process, in the middle of this COVID thing, and I'm trying to relaunch my life, I have to find a new way because the ways that I used in the past aren't available and they're not working. So I decided, well, if nothing else is working, I'm going to try this. I'm going to read this book on mindfulness. And it opened up a whole new world for me. I really feel like this can be very, very helpful in my healing process. Now, when I try to practice mindfulness in the relationship, it's very different. It's very challenging. If you want to be super present in the moment, that can be... (laughs) really terrible because you can be facing somebody in that present moment who is actively trying to manipulate you or control you or make you feel bad. And so you can distract yourself from that person by noticing what's going on around you. Oh, look, there's movement or these are the sounds I'm hearing or these are the feelings that I'm getting in my body right now. But in the moment, it's difficult. It's really hard to focus. So if you're trying to develop a mindfulness practice and you're in a relationship like that, just know that you're not doing anything wrong. It's just difficult to concentrate when you're constantly being bombarded by distractions and especially like emotionally heavy distractions, you know, not like, oh, you hear somebody next door working a, you know, hammer or something like that. When somebody is like coming after you and trying to ruin your mental state, it's really difficult to develop a healthy mental state. (laughs) I mean, it kind of makes sense when you think about it like that, but it's just the truth of the matter. So I started watching The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina the Teenage Witch, and this most recent episode reminded me a lot of what it's like healing from a toxic relationship. 
Spoiler alert, so if you guys want to watch that show or you haven't gotten that far in the season, maybe skip ahead. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, somebody got had the devil inside them, and then when the devil left, they left a residue. It left a residue behind. And the person who had it was saying, like, I can still feel him inside me. Like, I can still feel his residue like lingering and it's like affecting me and changing me and that's exactly how it is when you leave a relationship like this that they they leave like a residue inside you in your mind this is like the effects of the years of emotional abuse and torture the effects of somebody constantly trying to challenge your reality make you question yourself make you feel bad about yourself you know there's some part of you before you got into a relationship like that some part of you when you were a little kid that understood your worthiness and understood your value and understood how you deserve to be treated with love and dignity and respect and then when you get abused whether it's by your parents growing up or by a relationship that you get into afterwards they put these little seeds in your mind that you're not good enough that you're crazy that you deserve this all these lies, you know, and then when you remove yourself from that situation, the person is gone and the active attacks might stop, but that residue is still in there. The memories of them telling you all of those things, all those seeds they planted are still inside you. So I heard somebody say it like this. You have to face your demons and exercise them. Like we have to get that residue out and that's where the real work comes in and that's when it becomes extremely painful and confusing and depressing because even though he's not you know in my life anymore I still feel the pangs of hurt and resentment and anger especially like around the holidays you know it's supposed to be a joyous time where people just love and celebrate and come together and all I can think about is like why isn't he texting me and doesn't he care about me anymore? And that's also makes me feel crazy because I don't want him to care about me anymore. But there's another part of me that does want him to care about me because I want him to hurt the way he hurt me, you know? And that's not the right thing to say and it's not the right thing to do. I know that. Like, revenge isn't the way to go. But, like, but there is a part of me, if we're just being honest here, that's how I feel. So... This is like my next stage of my journey is trying to figure out how to find those seeds and rip them out, you know, take that residue and clear it out of myself and get it out and get to a place where I can feel whole and complete on my own, where I'm not thinking about him anymore, where whatever he does doesn't matter to me at all. That's what I think my journey for 2021 is going to be. And I would love for you to come on this journey with me, especially if you are in a similar situation where you got out of this relationship or maybe you're about to get out of one, the healing process is like a roller coaster. It's not a straight line. And the more support that we can give each other, the easier it's going to be for us to heal and the better we're going to be able to do it and the more thoroughly we're going to be able to heal and move on. So so if you want to join me on this journey, join the Facebook group. It's called Through the Fire, Escaping and Healing from Abuse. Follow this podcast, subscribe, rate, review, all the things, you know. You can find me at MariahAurora.com. That's my personal website for my coaching business. Um, And you can contact me through there. Or you can just join the Facebook group and contact me through there. Where you can also connect with a bunch of other people who are going through the same things or have been through the same things. Where you can get support and give support and really heal from this journey. And like I always say, contact a hotline if you need help right now. There's suicide hotlines, 
There are abuse hotlines. And these people are like, they're trained. They are there for one purpose and one purpose only. And that is to provide you with the support that you need to get through whatever challenging time you are having right now. So please feel free to reach out. When you guys reach out and send me messages on Facebook, it warms my heart so much. And it really gives me a sense of purpose. It makes me feel like the pain and the suffering that I've been through are not in vain. And that even though what I'm going through is really hard, it serves a purpose. And that's for me to be able to share my story and to help you find strength to get through whatever it is that you're going through as well. Sorry, I'm getting emotional. It's just, it means a lot to me. And that's the whole reason that I'm doing this podcast is for one purpose only, that is to help as many people as I can get through what I've been through. So um, thank you for listening and I will catch you next time.